Greetings, my friends, and welcome to Hardwater Radio. This is Jason Archer. We are recording live under the umbrella of Hardwater One here in the Valley of the Sun. It is Friday, and that means it's time for another episode of Highly Functional with Dr. Brianne Showman Brown. So how's it going, young lady? It's an amazing day. How are you? <laughs> I'm doing pretty well, doing pretty well. Appreciate you coming back on the show. I understand you've got some nutrition and performance information to share with us today. And because most people know you as a PT, maybe you could talk just a little bit about, you know, your experience with nutrition and the fact that you do have nutrition clients and that you're constantly cracking the whip on them and helping them look hot and get better performance in the gym and all that fun stuff. Certainly, certainly. You know, it's not common to see a physical therapist in the nutrition realm. As important as it is for a normal healing process, it really should be integrated, but it's just not something we learn in PT school. So it's really something that I've just self-taught for the most part, um, searched out people that know more than I do and just really learned off of them, really learned from a lot of experimentation, essentially. Uh, I really got involved with it about a year and a half ago when I wanted to better my performance. I was putting the reps in at the gym. I was putting the time in, but I had plateaued as far as where I was making progress. And I knew there had to be something more. I knew there had to be something with my nutrition going on. Or it wasn't that I was eating unhealthy. It was just that... I needed to fine-tune some things. So I started playing around with my own macro numbers and just seeing seeing what I could do. In a very short period of time, I got my body fat down, I got my muscle mass up, and uh, was really performing better at the gym, getting better, stronger, faster on a consistent basis. From there, I started using what I did with myself and seeing if I could do the same thing with other athletes and replicate that. And I was having some really good success with them as well. I just really started from there integrating it into my practice in both a let's rehab you faster by taking down some of this inflammation and this other these other processes that are going on in your body, but also with my athletes as far as let's get you stronger, let's get your body composition down in order to just get you better at the gym with your performance at the gym. Fantastic. And so one of the terms that you mentioned uh, is a term that's been really popular running around the fitness world, running around the CrossFit world now for a couple years, and that's this term macros. And so maybe you could just elaborate on what it actually means to track your macros and what did you notice that was uh, beneficial for you in terms of your own macros? So just as the general definition, macro or macronutrient is going to be the protein, the carbohydrates, and the fats that are in all foods that we eat. As far as tracking them, as far as figuring out you know, what ratios somebody should have, it comes down to a lot of different factors, you know, activity level being one of them, what activities they are doing, you know, age, gender, there's a lot of things that play into this. For the most part, I knew what my body functioned best on and what I didn't feel as good when I ate. And so typical eating habits were more of a paleo style. So I wasn't eating a whole lot of carbohydrates, a lot of those grains anyway. So for me, I ended up doing a higher fat content, quite a bit lower carbohydrate content and then a moderate level of protein and that's what really got me to really drop my uh, body fat quite a bit really got my energy levels up it got my brain function up quite a bit and uh, I just noticed overall improvement of performance in pretty much all areas of my life right right and so you're at least four feet tall right just a little bit over yeah yeah <laughs> and uh, so what do you weigh 
I am five foot two. I weigh one forty right now. Okay, so five foot two, one forty. You're one hundred percent muscle, not an ounce of fat on your entire body. <laughs> so, what does a diet? What does your diet normally look like in terms of macros? Like for you personally, I'm just curious. I am between twenty and twenty five percent carbohydrate, forty five percent fat, and around thirty five percent protein. I mean, I guess one of the reasons that we, you know, decided to talk about this particular topic today was because um, you brought it to my attention that it's so very important in all aspects of your life, not just in the gym, but outside the gym in terms of, you know, like um, disease, but also in terms of performance and just going through your life feeling good about the fact that you're alive and living and having a good day. In your mind, I think that when we spoke earlier, you break this down into nutrition and performance for three different types of individuals, and you call them basically the inactive person, right? You call them the everyday athlete, and then you call them the competitor. So how does that break down um, for each class of individual, and what does a diet need to look like for the people who fit into each of those categories? For the inactive individual, my ultimate goal with them is just keeping them healthy, getting them out of whatever pain process or inflammation process is going on with them. There's a lot of research behind different foods that we eat, different things that we put into our bodies that can cause inflammation, that can cause these disease processes that we have, cause us to develop high blood pressure, hypertension, high cholesterol, diabetes, like so many things are preventable just by changing our eating habits. So in that realm, I'm tempted to say that it's largely on the shoulders of the sugars that people consume, I think in in great quantities, is responsible for lots of the quote unquote diseases of civilization. Yes. You know, for so many years, we were set in this fat intake was causing so many of these problems. And as they've looked at this research further, they've done more research, it's they found that it's the sugars, it's these carbohydrates that we're taking in that are causing a lot of these problems in people's bodies now. Yeah, and even some of the older research actually showed that, but it was suppressed for, for many reasons. <laughs> yes, for many years, yes. Right? It's just now being, I think, rediscovered, or maybe the people who were silencing those voices aren't able to do so, you know, in today's world with the interwebs being what it is, right? So you mentioned the inactive individual and basically just, I guess, cleaning up their diet is Mm -hmm. what you want to do so that they feel good going throughout the average day. What about the everyday athlete or the recreational athlete? What does that diet tend to look like? For... The majority of the athletes that, you know, my crossfitters and my runners, we're just looking at, they want to PR, they want to get stronger, they want to improve their endurance. And so it's just fine-tuning some things in order to do that by getting some of the chemicals and the processed foods out of their diet, getting more of the foods that are going to give them those nutrients that their bodies need to function well just naturally improves their performance at the gym. It helps them feel better. It gives them more energy to do what they need to do to train. Sure. And then the the last group, I know you have a special place in your heart for because you yourself are a competitor and have been for many years. So, you know, I know obviously you're going to be hardest on yourself, but you're working with people who want to genuinely improve and maybe they're at a high level and they need to tweak certain things slightly. This movement here, this input there, whether it's diet or what have you, what are you talking to these guys about? What do those conversations look like? How does that diet vary from the everyday athlete versus the inactive individual? For those people, we really are fine-tuning things. Uh, and it's it can be day-to-day, it can be week-to-week, uh, competition to competition. If someone's going into 
three or four day competition, we are increasing their calories because they're doing a lot more workouts. We are making sure that they're spacing everything properly in order to refuel properly and have all the energy that they need for those workouts. And then just on their normal training days, we're making sure that they have the hydration, they have the electrolytes in them, that they have everything that their body needs in order to really get through their one, two, three hour training sessions, whatever it may be. And so when you're working with folks, what are some of the things that you notice in terms of how nutrition affects them, you know, uh, in terms of performance, in terms of body composition, in terms of just basic function? What are some of the things that you've seen as you've worked with some of these individuals? As far as the performance side of things go, it amazes me every day just when I see these athletes and the improvements they have by just cleaning up someone's diet and just fine-tuning some things. Uh, we were talking off off recording earlier that the best story I have is one of my athletes, every cardio workout, he would go throw up, middle of the workout, come back, finish the workout. But without fail, it was always the joke of like, make sure you throw up over there so we don't see it. Two weeks into this, we were joking about this during a workout, and I go up to him afterwards, I said, good job, and first thing out of his mouth was, it's your fault I didn't throw up. And I said, what are you talking about? He's like, knew the nutrition. He's like, I didn't throw up. And so just within two weeks of him just changing a little, a couple things in his diet, like he was performing so much better. And then since then, we've talked about his, he's been working on his double unders and he can go for a lot, so much longer. Like a two week span, he going into Murph, he improved his mile time significantly. And so just little things of cleaning up the diet, taking some of those processed foods out can just improve your performance significantly. And so in that particular case, what was it that was causing him to jettison those meals, (laughs) right? Mid-workout. And then how did you go about identifying what that was and what was the process in terms of getting him back on track? His was an interesting one because he had started working on cleaning it up a little bit before we started working with him. And it's almost like we just fine-tuned his numbers a little bit and he got a little bit more structured on spacing his meals out and appropriately. For him, that's what did it. He wasn't eating, for the most part, he wasn't eating a whole lot of crap junk food type stuff, but we just kind of tweaked a couple little things, really got him, you know, spacing proportionately his meals out, and that's what improved his significantly. So for him, it was just a timing issue. It wasn't a what he was consuming issue? It was more of a timing issue. It was a little bit of what he was consuming, but for the most part, it was more of a timing. And so once you've started, you know, down the path of identifying some of the nutritional faults in a particular individual, or that individual even takes it upon themselves to start doing some research and they start looking into some things, right? So what are some of the ways that eating will allow them to alter their function, like not just their physical function in the gym or just walking to and from the car carrying bags of groceries, but what what about their mentality and their energy level? How does that how is that impacted by, you know, the specific mixes of foods that they eat? The one thing that I find amazing is what healthy fats can do for a diet or for someone's nutrition, for someone's function. Most people live still kind of in this I can't eat high fat diet mentality just because that's what's been ingrained in us. Even one of my nutrition clients I have now, it took me a lot to get her to actually eat healthy fats because her doctor said, told her not to because of her 
cholesterol levels and her blood pressure levels and all this. And that's important, though, that, that really people understand that when they go see an MD, that when an MD goes through school, they are not taught anything about nutrition, right? I think a lot of people don't realize they're actually parroting what other people have told them to parrot. And in most cases, when it comes to nutrition, there's no instruction there. There's no critical thought. It's just this, we've been doing it this way for so long, so let's continue doing it. Correct. And what happens with a lot of these individuals is mid-afternoon, you, you know, we've had lunch a couple hours later, you get this lightheaded, not lightheaded, like a brain fog or just this mental fatigue going on. If you increase your fats, maybe 100 more calories in the form of fats, that brain fog goes away. That mental clarity comes and mental clarity stays throughout the day. And you just, are, you can function better throughout your your afternoon, especially if you have a job that you have to be able to concentrate or, you know, really be focused on. If I'm one of these people and I'm experiencing the afternoon brain fog, which I think many, many people experience, what is an example of a healthy fat that I could go and just murder and feel much better almost instantaneously? A lot of times what I like to suggest with people is, and it comes down to a texture thing if they like it or not, but like half an avocado, super easy just to eat really fast and, uh, so it's good healthy fats about half an avocado is just over 100 calories it's perfect to get in just really quickly uh, a lot of times what i suggest is if you're eating some vegetables at lunch just throw a little bit of like olive oil or coconut oil on it it's really easy to get those healthy fats in it's just knowing what they are and you know easy ways to do it and finally last question anytime you're on the show how does knowing this help us become highly functional the healthier we eat, the healthier our bodies are, the better we feel, and the longer we can hold off those disease processes that can occur as we get older. Fantastic. So there you have it, guys. That's going to do it for this episode of Hardwater Radio. This is Jason Archer signing off on behalf of Dr. Brianne Showman-Brown. Be sure and check her out at getyourfixpt.com. CrossFit with us at CrossFitNorthPhoenix.net. Check hardwater.com for your apparel needs, and I'll see you in the next episode.